Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! What's good, everybody? Welcome into the first cut round two recap of the Zurich Classic, the most unique event on the entire board across the PGA Tour. I am the coach, of course. He is Kyle Porter at Kyle Porter CBS. So hit the like button, subscribe for me. We're going to be here for the next 15 or 20 minutes breaking down what has been really fun the first two days, KP. And the number one story, Xander, Patrick, they break a record yesterday, 59. We wondered how they would back it up today. Surprised that they shot a 68? Uh, not surprised. I think it's as impressive as the 59 though. Right. How so? Like that, that was kind of what I walked away thinking is you, you look at some of the numbers of, of even the winning teams last year, the teams that were in competition and teams were shooting and I don't remember the conditions, but they're shooting 71, 70, 72. I think to back up a 59 with a, with an alternate shot, 68, I, I know that's the format that they kind of, thrived in at the Ryder cup, right? That's where they went. They won. I think they won. I think both of their matches that they won were, were alternate shot. So it, again, right. it's not super surprising, but it's, I think it's really impressive to only go out and make, you know, one, uh, one five on the card on, on Friday. I, I just, I mean, we're going to go over the odds at the end. There's a reason that they are the, uh, the heavy favorites to win this. Yeah, the way the format goes, if you're not familiar, thank you to everybody for joining us in the chat. Keep it going. Hit that like button for me. Uh, it is uh, best ball on Thursday, Saturday, foursomes Friday, Sunday, which is a much more difficult uh, uh, format. And they went bonkers yesterday. So, KP, they're going to go into tomorrow with a one-shot lead over two teams that, to be fair and to be nice, is not going to scare them at all. And we're talking about Ryan Lipsky, Redman, and Ryder. So if I'm Xander and Patrick, I've got to be thinking this is mine to lose. Yeah, I th- especially for, well for two reasons. One, T nine is six back, so you could you could be T nine and you're six back, and that's a lot, right? And this and then the other yeah. thing is the only team inside that top eight that again is concerning is probably Sam Burns and Billy Horschel. And I haven't I actually haven't seen the the. The odd, like the number that Cantlay and Shoffley are at. I think it, did you say it was plus plus 135 is what they're at right now? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, you could make it even shorter than that. And I would, and I would believe it because, yeah, I mean, you take two top 12 guys and you put them in a group of really six teams at 14 to 17 under, and they're just by far the best. And there's really only one that's even in their stratosphere. Uh, I think if they, I think I I would, and maybe they talked about this. I haven't seen it. I think if you ask them on Sunday night, if they, if they end up losing, like if they end up not winning and you ask them on Sunday night, like, are you disappointed? I think even if they don't say, yes, we are like, they should be, because this is now your tournament to, to go out and, and win. Like you should go out and win this tournament with a, 
basically a three-stroke lead on your closest like real competitor. That's a hundred percent. That's hundred percent right. Top thirty-three teams and ties are going to make it. Looks like it's going to be around thirty-eight or thirty-nine teams. But this is the one week, KP, and and you just alluded to it, where guys can pick their partners, guys can do whatever they want to do. So it's not normally where you see Xander and Patrick up there separately. They're now up there together. And I thought it was a really cool answer yesterday when they said, how do you not get caught up in the 59 that you shot? And they said, foursomes does that for you. Yeah. or to get caught up in that, which I thought was a really, really cool answer. All right, we'll get back to them when we talk about the odds a little bit later. But to me, the second biggest storyline, and I was calling PGA Tour Live today, and I could not believe that they had it to double digits. And we had a record broken today. And it was a really feel-good story. Bill Haas playing with his dad, Jay Haas. He picked him to play with him. And they're going to make the cut right on the number minus eight. What makes it so cool is Bill Haas only has a couple of events left on a major medical exemption, and he burned one this week to play with his dad. And his dad said afterwards is one of the coolest things ever, and he's the oldest player, KP, to make a cut on the PGA Tour at 68 years old. Well, it's extraordinary. I mean, you you look at some of the teams that didn't make the cut. One that jumps out to me is, is Fleetwood and Sergio. These guys are playing in a Ryder Cup uh eight months ago and Jay Haas is almost 70 yep. and uh you know it's one thing for you you to be I mean he made four birdies on Thursday and which is good it's really good but I, I think he was a little you know Bill obviously played better uh, or he contributed more to to their their Thursday 65 um to go out and shoot 71 like you can't hide an alternate shot and this is why, I mean, golf is, uh, golf's incredible. And we talk about that, I kind of joked about this. This would be like LeBron playing with Bronny at the end of Bronny's career, not at the end of LeBron's That's career, right. which right. is, which is, you know, I, I, I saw a clip the other day, coach, you probably remember this of, um, Ken Griffey Jr. And Ken Griffey Sr. Playing together in the same outfield, the Mariners. Mm-hmm. And that was so cool, but it can only happen at the end of like the older person's career. Bill Haas is at the, I mean, Bill Haas will play golf for a long time, but he's at the end of his kind of PGA tour relevance or career or whatever. And his dad is still playing with him. Now, Jay Haas hasn't won a golf tournament since I think 19 or a PGA tour tournament since four years before Colin Morikawa was born. 1993. I was eight was the last time he won a PGA Tour event, and now he makes the cut. Uh, it's awesome. And it's it's awesome for them, but it's also why golf is awesome. So really cool. I, I agree that it's the second biggest stroke, maybe even the first. Yeah, it might, it might be, and I, certainly they're going to have all the, the microphones in their faces. Uh, Bill Haas, by the way, 39 years or 38 years old. They're the oldest combined age duo in this event. And Morikawa and Hovland are the lowest age at like 24 and a half. To your point, it's so uh, super, super cool. And I loved the interview that Bill Haas gave. It wasn't like, hey, I'm really struggling here. I'm not playing well. He said that. But usually guys are like, I need to keep my career going. He has the luxury of being a FedEx Cup champion. He won a $10 million prize several years ago. He just wants to get back and keep playing golf because he's not even 40 yet. Yeah. And I think it's pretty cool that he picked his his picked his dad. Now, the defending champions here are Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. But if I said to you, KP, there is an Aussie team that is threatening the lead, you would automatically assume it's them. <laughs> you would be wrong. 
because Jason Day and Jason Scrivener went out today and they tied the all-time lowest score for foursomes with a seven under 65. How impressive was, was this for you? Well, it's crazy because they, they shot 65 in best ball and alternate shot, which is just that that never happened. Even so Garrett Kigo and Brandon Grace also shot 65 on Friday, uh, but they shot 64 on Thursday, which is, I guess, a little more like you would expect it to go. Uh, it's so weird to shoot uh, to, to, to like match your best ball with your alternate shot score. I mean, did you, did you, did you have them on the call today? I had, uh, no, no, no. They were on, they were on the main feed. I had in the morning, Scheffler, uh, Palmer, uh, playing with, who the hell were they playing with, uh, this morning? Uh, oh, Xander and Patrick. And then in the afternoon we had Morikawa Hovland and Cam Smith and Mark Leishman. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird. You know, I was, I was listening to, uh, Shane Bacon and, and, uh, Andy Johnson were talking about, they, they did recently on Shane Bacon's podcast, get a grip. It was really good. They did like a ranking of the 10 best guys over the last 10 years. And there's a lot of familiar names, you know, Rory and DJ and Spieth and JT and all these guys that are still super relevant. But Jason day was like in the middle of that group. And, and if you look at his, his numbers over the last 10 years, he, he hasn't done much over the last three or four. But over the last 10, he's one of the 10 best guys. And I think that's so easy to forget. I mean, mm-hmm. I forgot it. I forget it all the time. And then you kind of remember it. Like he popped up, remember at Farmers uh, for a minute at the beginning of this year, he kind of got into contention before fading. Uh, and, and Luke List obviously went on to win. But uh, it's it's good to see Day in contention. Like I think that's fun. I don't know... Uh, I don't know how sustainable it is with Jason Scrivener, but it is fun to see Day kind of up there contending, and it's fun to see like these these different um, like teams from different countries, right? Like Higo and Brandon Grace, and I think there's a, I don't know that just that feels exciting to me that it's uh, you kind of have some I don't know you you can kind of galvanize around a specific thing, and uh, I don't know that makes me excited about the weekend. I'll be honest with you, completely candid. I had I couldn't remember Scribner's first name when I first called him, <laughs> and I was calling the event. That's how obscure he is. But hey, this is also the one event that if you have a hot partner, then you get 400 FedEx Cup points. You yeah. can get, you know, there's a lot of things for players like a Scribner that could be career changing. That's how big this event could be. All right, before we take a quick break and head look at our one and dones, get ready for tomorrow. Let's hit on some notables, and I want to get your thoughts. Uh, and I'm sure that Morikawa and Hovland at nine under are too far back at eight back. And then you got the defending champions; they got back into contention at eleven under Cam and Leishman, and then Billy Ho and Sam Burns. They're at fourteen under, and they were a pick for a lot of people this week. And they're in a T six uh, of those three teams. Who do you think will have the best weekend? Well, I, I don't. I, I think Morikawa and Hovland, and I, I, I honestly, do, I don't think they're too far back, Coach. You don't? I don't. Okay. Like okay. I think they could go out and shoot. Like I think they could shoot a fifty-eight on on Saturday. If they play like they did today, they could. They didn't make a putt, but they hit it tremendously well. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like if it and it ha- you have to hit it. Like, I mean, it's the ham and egg thing, right? Like you have to hit the holes right, but they are both capable of hitting it so well 
I mean, they shot a. I mean, I keep going back to this. They shot a fifteen best ball fifty nine in the in a singles match at the Ryder Cup. Like if you could, if you can do that, you can shoot a fifty eight at TPC Louisiana in April, right? <laughs> yes. I yes, mean, it's very different, and I think that to me, like that's exciting because there's firepower there. You go out and shoot fifty eight. Let's say all of a sudden you're at what is that fourteen? Where are they at right now? It would be at twenty three. They're at nine right now. Okay, so they'd be twenty three. So even if Shafley and Cantlay shot another, let's say they shoot sixty four, you'd be two back, right, going into Sunday. You're right. So, that wouldn't be too much. That, be that, that to me is they're the one team that that's in play for um, just because I, I looked this up before the event started. I think they're both in the top uh, like 12 or 15 in terms of birdie percentage so far this year on the PGA tour, which mm-hmm. is obviously a big deal in baseball. So um, that to me is exciting and, and something I'll be watching for on Saturday. Um, real quick, Billy Ho and Sam Burns. Horschel's won here twice. Uh, this became a team event in 2017, but you're starting to see players that even if they played well in the singles at this event, that for some reason they play well every year here. Why do you think that is at this particular course? Yeah, that's a good question. By the way, Hovland is third in birdie percentage and Morikawa is sixth. Perfect. Their problem is that Cantlay is fifth and Xander is 18th. So they're both in the top 20 also. And Cantlay isn't missing a putt and those guys can't make a putt. That's the problem right now, but that could all change tomorrow. It could all change. It could all change on Saturday. Um, yeah, it's a good question. I saw, I didn't see the full quote. Did you see Horschel talking about the wind today? Like the course? I, I, did, I did not. I didn't see it because I was, I was doing the broadcast. So I haven't seen that yet. Producer Jacob, did you see that? Did you have the full quote there? He's not, he's probably not paying attention. He's I moved could, on. I could go look it up. That's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I, I think that, you know, obviously guys talk all the time about how they just go to certain courses and they just they just can't miss like they just love all the shots on that golf course. I think it's, um, you know, to me, I, I think like one, one thing about Horschel. I think if you ask the average golf fan coach, like would the average golf fan know that Billy Horschel is ranked 15th in the world? No, no. He's never brought up in top players conversations. Which not is at just, all. No, at, not ever. Not ever. So I think my point with that is like, yeah, Billy Horschel plays well at TPC Louisiana, obviously, but he also plays well like most places, right? Yeah. And I think there's a little bit of like this underratedness with him where – when we talk about Horschel in our heads, or at least in my head, I'm talking about like the 35th ranked guy in the world, which is has been what he what he's ranked at times. But you know, obviously, right now he's he's a top 15 guy, he might be a top 12 guy after. Well, this doesn't count for the OWGR, but depending on how the next month goes, and he's playing tremendous golf. So to me, it's it's TPC Louisiana, yes, but it's also that he's kind of underrated as a player everywhere. Yeah, and I think that underrated, that's not lost on him. He plays with a chip, and I think that chip is because he wished that people respected him and his stature in the game a little bit more. Real quick funny story before we take a break, we'll hit our one and dones and look forward to tomorrow. I don't know if you saw the sound today, but we ran it. Uh, at, when they asked Colin and Victor Hovland about how they got matched up, did you hear this answer? I did, yes. Up. Really funny, and a really a good look into how these two are different. Colin is very put together, very detail oriented, always had a schedule, always liked. Apparently, 
Victor Hovland, KP, just flies by the seat of his pants. Yeah. And he kept asking him and asking him. And finally, after he won on the DP World Tour, he goes, we're doing this. Yeah. And he finally said, are you in? He goes, ah, I, I guess so. How funny did you find that story? Yeah, Morikawa, it sounds like he's got his schedule planned out to like 2026. <laughs> yeah, and Hovland is like, doesn't even know like when the Wells Fargo is, right? <laughs> it's in like two weeks or it's like three weeks. Yeah, whatever. Two weeks. He, yeah. he has, he's like texting his his ma- manager on Sunday night, like, where are we going next week, right? <laughs> and can I drive there? Because he yeah. loves to drive rental. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, we got to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to look at our one and dones. You fans, I tried to tell you, I tried to tell you. And also we'll look at the odds heading into tomorrow. But first, we got to take a quick break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. And we are back. All right. Uh... You know, KP, how seriously we take our one and dones, right? And we try to educate the fans, don't we? We try to tell them when they vote every single week. Let's go ahead and throw up our one and dones before we look forward to the odds for tomorrow and see how those are doing. Because KP, we had a lot of different players this week. I'm going to start at the top. Mark is in decent position. Homer and Gooch are in double figures. But producer Jacob, show your face. You got it on the head today as Mito Pereira injury had to pull out. You couldn't have liked seeing that headline. Look, I don't, I don't like to make accusations, but we're going to have to go look at the tape about what was going on on bourbon street last night. Cause I, you know, I was looking forward to foursomes. I thought that would be a day where they could shine, really show off for, uh, you know, president's cup captain, Trevor Immelman, who's on the grounds. Yeah. But now they were, they were my pick to win Jacob. I may or may not have brought you up on the broadcast today. I'm just saying. I may or may not have brought you up on the broadcast. Today. I'll have to go look at it. All right. All right. All right. My pick is in a T6 KP, Harold Varner. Everybody laughed at me. They look pretty good right now. The fans, Garcia and Fleetwood, minus five. They missed the cut. Greg looks good. Rick looks okay. Uh, but you look great, Kyle. You look great. Yeah, I feel good. I don't feel as good as you probably do because, again, I, I've taken two top 15 guys, and you have taken two top what 60 guys mm-hmm. i don't know what bubba's ranked right now but somewhere around there it's not like top 80 uh, yeah. uh and yeah i i just i need horschel and burns to finish top two to make this i think worthwhile okay i think that's definitely possible you you, you have two grinders yeah but you're right you got you got to have a payoff you have yeah. to have a payoff so if you're going to burn them at least it's worth it uh, burning Paul Casey for me sucked at a zero. Uh, and then Sia, well, Sia's in the basement for a reason. His guys missed the cut as well. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the weekend. All right, quickly, let's look at the odds uh, heading into tomorrow. We already showed them briefly. Xander's at plus 135. But you mentioned, so I want to go down and see exactly what they are. Hovland and Morikawa, if you want to sprinkle a little bit, KP, they're plus 5,000 
heading into Saturday. What do you think? Yeah, I love that. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, so if you're looking for a long shot, that would be one. Uh, Zalatoris and Riley plus 10,000. But if you look at the top, man. there's a reason, to your point, they're plus 135. Normally with two days to go, it'd be plus 200 with a one-shot lead. But I think the books are completely disrespecting the guys underneath. And you go down, you see Cam Smith and Leachman. They're at plus 2,000. Maybe a little value there. Your thoughts on what you're seeing here? I think the value is actually with your boys there, HV and, and Bubba, right? I'm looking at, oh, plus 4,000, and they're only six back? Yeah, you might be right. That might be worth a little sprinkle, yes. That yeah. that feels like even, yeah, that that to me, I, I mean, them – uh, them and Hovland and Morikawa, and I'm just you know I'm I'm a sucker for that pairing. I I think they're both just unbelievable. And I, again, like they might shoot 67 on Thursday or uh, Saturday, and then they're it's just over. But they also like they might shoot 58 like that. I mean, I think we get kind of caught up um, on like what happens on Thursday continue or and Friday continuing to happen. And it's just a format where like you can shoot something stupid and it's not, it's not really that exceptional. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. So I think both of those at 40 and 50 are, are to me the, where the values are. Here's maybe based off what you said, something that people might want to look at based off the book that you use. Cause my book just started doing individual low scores and I had cam Smith at the masters round three as a low score and I hit for plus 1600. Maybe depending on what the, the, the line is, you could play Hovland and Morikawa for the low round tomorrow yeah. and not worry about playing that. That might be a nice little way to go based off what you're saying. Yeah. I like that. I, I like that a lot. Okay. I may tweet. I'm going to, I'm going to look at what my book has and I'll tweet that out on my Twitter tonight for what the low round would be. And maybe that'd be better for everybody at home than trying to, to come back from eight back and needing a 57. But if you get one, that sprinkle might be pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's going to be a lot of fun over the weekend. Uh, your final thoughts of what you expect heading into Saturday, KP. Well, I think it's, you know, we, we talked, I talked about this on HQ last week. You have all these different templates on the PGA tour um, for like what the story is, right? Like um, last week, uh, who was, Oh, uh, Harold Varner going into Sunday. So the template is, kind of not journeyman, but guy that's been on the tour for a while hasn't, hasn't won with a bunch of like really good players chasing him. That was the template going into the weekend this week. It's a different template. It's two top 10 guys. Uh, pr basically, yep. I know Xander's ranked 12th right now, but two top 10 guys uh, being chased from really far back by some elite players. And then, pretty closely by some not that great players. And I think that's, that's a different kind of template. So I think the way that you view these tour events and how they unfold on the weekend can, can kind of all fit into, I don't know, seven, eight, nine different templates. And I think that's an interesting way to kind of uh, view this one of like two superstars trying to hold off the rest of a field, which is very different than a guy who hasn't won before trying to hold off the rest of the field. So that's kind of like, Obviously, that's the storyline, but that's what I'll be watching, or that's kind of the lens through which I'll be watching this weekend. And I do want to point out for everybody that says, hey, this is a slam dunk because Xander and Patrick, they know how to win. 67 starts since Xander Shoffley has won a PGA Tour event. 67. Does that shock you when I say that number? Uh, no, because I've been talking about it a ton. He doesn't win. And... Yeah. 
you know, this would actually be very on brand for him to win because it's not like a, he wins these weird, like he won the shadow leaderboard at the, at the tour championship one year. He won the Olympic gold medal, which is not a PGA tour event. Winning this would be like, would fit perfectly into that. Cause you could still say, well, he hasn't won a, a stroke play PGA tour event in 68. So, you know, whatever. Um, and that's, un, that's a little unfair to him because it discounts how good he is, but I think a narrative around him that's developing or has developed is that he doesn't win as much as he should. You know, we got on to Scotty Shelfer for not winning in his first 70 starts and Xander being more advanced than that shouldn't be going 70 starts without a win. Right. And uh, yeah, I think that's super interesting and it's something that he should be, you know, kind of um, asked about probably more often than he is. Yeah, I agree with you. JT, it's been over a year. Uh, John Rahm, it's going to be a year at the U.S. Open. So there's a lot of top guys that need to start winning again. And you know behind closed doors that they're talking about it with their team, with their caddy. Like, what are we not doing right when you've got a guy with four wins? We haven't won in a significant period of time. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the First Cut. We'll be back tomorrow night for our round three recap. We certainly appreciate you always tuning in, trusting us for all of your golf information my man kyle porter kp and of course the jeweler behind the scenes put it all together here at the brand i am the coach we'll see you next time right here on the first cut take care mtv's official challenge podcast is back for another season and so are we i'm tori deal and i'm anisa ferreira the wait is over guys all stars four is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts